State Sycamores are tournament champions. The Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, and Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. Northern Iowa back in the NCAA tournament. Wichita State Shockers, winners of the Missouri Valley Conference. Be there for every crack of the bat. Game-saving catch. Final out. And the crowning of a champion. Don't miss the 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Softball Championship, May 12th through 14th at Dr. Charlotte West Stadium in Carbondale, Illinois. Presented by River Radio. For tickets, call 618-453-2000. 618-453-2000. Or visit siusalukis.com. The Southern Illinois Salukis have just won their first ever Missouri Valley Conference Men's Golf Championship, defeating second place Wichita State by 10 strokes. The Shockers were the eight-time defending champions. And here to join us to talk more about that big win for the Salukis is the 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Men's Golf Coach of the Year from the Southern Illinois Salukis, Coach Justin Fetcho. Coach, congratulations. I guess, first of all, what's this like for you uh, getting that first ever win for the Salukis at the Valley Championship? No, uh, this is, uh, you know, this, this is a great feeling. You know, we, we talked about it, uh, you know, leading up to the event and then on the way home, you know, I mean, that, that van has went 40 plus times to a conference championship and never come back with that trophy before. So um, that's something that, that our team is very proud of. And I know that they worked extremely hard and uh, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of that group and, and, and what they put together uh, that week. Now you guys got off to a great start with Peyton uh, coming out of day one as, as the leader. Talk about the process. What was it like going into that, uh, uh, going into the, the, the course uh, the game plan put, you guys put together, uh, and then when you see you get a good lead and then finishing it off, what's the process like for you and your guys getting that win? No, I mean, uh, you, you know, it was a total team effort uh, that week, and Peyton, Peyton was a big, uh, a big boost for us. I mean, when guys, uh, when I was able to circulate through the guys and tell them that, you know, he was under par and that he was leading the tournament uh, after that first round, uh, you know, that, that was a big boost for us. And then we had a guy come out. He started on a par five in round two, made eagles. So, I mean, we were we were kind of riding a high, riding some momentum. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to finish off there uh, after 36 holes and have the lead, um, I think that was just an even more of a confidence boost for our guys. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, what, what I'm most proud of is that we have tried to uh, be mentally strong throughout the entire year, and you know, at at, at every moment, uh, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have some ups and downs. You're gonna face adversity. It's just how you how you persevere through that and how you get through it. And you know, in that start of that round three, we came out very strong, and, and I think we kind of expanded on the lead a little bit, and then kind of in that middle to late stretch. Uh, you know, we hit a little bit of adversity and, and Wichita started coming back. And I think it, you know, I, I don't know exactly. I, I know that it got fairly close. Yeah. Um, and then our guy, you know, we had a couple guys finish uh, with some birdies and, and some and some clutch up and down pars. And, you know, like I told our guys, the things that we've been working on all year, that just makes it that much sweeter to be able to win in that fashion. So, you know, I, as a coach, uh, couldn't be more proud of the way that we fought through that. 
Yeah, you, you mentioned the things you're working all year and, and it being a total team effort for you. You had two guys make the all-conference and Brandon Carlson and Peyton Wilhoff. You talked about uh, your roster, uh, the preparation. How does how does the preparation for, for college golf? Because you don't get a lot of attention like we do for the other right. sports. What's right. it like you guys go through all the other uh, 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 competition throughout the fall and the spring season, and then you get into the conference championship where you now – find yourself the opportunity to go to, go to an NCAA event. Uh, what's that like throughout the year to, to get prepared for the conference and now your opportunity at the NCAA? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you hit it. It's not like, uh, you know, our sport is not like where we can, you know, we need to go out and scout our opponent or play defense or do anything like that. I mean, we, we've got to go play the golf course and we've got to play uh, what challenges are presented to us. And, you know, through our schedule, I felt like we had played some very, very strong competition and some very, very difficult golf courses. I mean, we played, uh, you know, this year alone, we played two courses that are going to host NCAA regionals next year. Uh, We played a course that's hosted a PGA Tour event, and we've played a course that has hosted an NCAA regional in the past. So I knew uh, coming into it, that we'd played some tough, tough courses that demanded a lot. And then obviously, um, you know, I was familiar with Prairie Dunes because I was the assistant at University of Illinois when the national championship was out there. I knew it was going to be a difficult course. And, you know, we tried to prepare all year long um, because I knew that things could pop up at any time. And like I said, we just wanted to be strong no matter what happened, keep fighting through. And then at the end of it, we'll add them up and, and, and see what happens. But, um, you know, the same thing, the same preparation that went into trying to uh, come away a champion in the Missouri Valley Conference, in the Missouri Valley Conference Championship is going to be a very similar preparation to what we're going to do for NCAA regionals. And, you know, we had a team meeting the other day and it's, you know, we're not done. You know, we, we don't want to just celebrate and say, hey, this is it. Uh, this is this is the last ride. Um, we're looking to go and compete and, and hopefully be out in Eugene, Oregon for uh, competing for that national championship. And like I said, we've played tough courses all year long. Um, you know, an NCAA regional site is going to be tough. We know the competition is going to be tough. Uh, you know, we've just got to get to work here over the next couple of weeks, fine tune some things. And, and just go and, and, and keep the belief high that, that we can go and, and accomplish some amazing things. What was the immediate reaction you, of your team uh, when they found out they, they got clinched the win and, and got the trophy? You know, it was uh, it was it was very exciting uh, for our guys. It was it was a little bit different in that you know we we had to do a, a, a shotgun start on that last right. day because of weather. So it's not like we were all crowded around the 18th green and, and able to do it. But when guys are all coming in, looking at each other, asking how they did, and then to find out that uh, you know that we pulled away, uh, you know, it's just it was just an incredible moment. And you know, I told each and every one of those guys I was proud of them proud of the way they did it you know everybody's fist pumping and, and they're excited and like I said here here we are still a couple of days later and I know that the emotions are still running high and and uh you know something that you can't ever take away from from that group right there is that they were the first to accomplish that in school history so awesome well again congratulations we know you guys will represent the Missouri Valley Conference well at the regionals and uh I know you got a lot of other things you get a lot of attention well deserved <laughs> uh making the rounds there in Carbondale and, and Southern Illinois so Again, congratulations from the Valley and uh, good luck in the NCAAs. No, thank you very much. I mean, you know, the the Valley was was uh, very strong this year, and, and it's a, it was a good prep for NCAA regionals. And I know that uh, you know, I know next year that the Valley is going to continue to get stronger and stronger, and and uh, looking forward to getting back. All right, thanks so much, Coach, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. 
Be there for every race. Sprint to the finish and the crowning of a champion. Don't miss the 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Outdoor Championship, May 13th through 15th at Gibson Track and Field in Terre Haute, Indiana. Presented by the Terre Haute Tribune Star and Via Media. For tickets, call 812-237-3737, 812-237-3737, or visit GoSycamores.com. This segment of the Inside the Valley podcast brought to you by The Valley on ESPN3. Of course, this spring you can find the Missouri Valley Conference Softball Championship, May 12 through 14, uh, the Missouri Valley Conference Outdoor Track and Field Championship, and the Missouri Valley Conference Baseball Championship all on ESPN3 uh, in the month of May. Be sure to check out The Valley on ESPN3. For more information, visit mecsports.com slash The Valley on ESPN3. Of course, you can get ESPN3 by going ESPN3.com, the Watch ESPN app. Uh, as long as you have the proper uh, television cable provider, you can see all the Valley's content online on the Valley on ESPN3. Uh, right now, I am very excited to talk to these two gentlemen. I'm huge fans of theirs. Uh, they've sort of inspired this podcast as well as uh, they maintain it and put together a great podcast on Wichita State basketball and, and talk about the Valley in general on their show, uh, uh, James and Dustin, you guys uh, uh, host a show called the Talk Angry Podcast. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to just roll out a guess and say you both, you gentlemen, are both uh, Shocker basketball season ticket holders. Would I be correct in that assumption? Dustin is. I actually am not. But uh, and this is James, by the way. But I usually have a media pass to games, so I don't really need a season ticket. Yeah. Well, and James, I met you actually, uh, you were in Arch Madness, uh, and you were reporting for the Sunflower, the student newspaper for Wichita State uh, University, correct? Yeah, that was two years ago, or I guess a year ago, I graduated, and uh, yeah, I met you there, it was during a shoot-around session, I think. Yeah, 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 no, we had a chance for, I think that's the first time I met you, and we talked a little bit, and uh, like I said, I've, I've been very impressed with uh, what you guys have done, and, and, and uh just really interested in hearing, first of all, how you got the idea to do your show and then the, the process of putting it together. Because you guys talk to uh, not only beat writers from around the league and you've had uh, uh, our own commissioner on your show and, and other uh, uh, folks from around the Valley. Uh, what's sort of been uh, the, the project, uh, how that got going and, and how you guys have worked it out during the, uh, the Talk Angry podcast? Well, it's a pretty funny story. We were actually in the car driving to Atlanta, Georgia, to the 2013 Final Four when the Shockers made it uh, a few years back. And James came to me, and he had been wanting to do a podcast for some time. wasn't sure, you know, was it going to be a Chiefs podcast? Was it going to be a, a, you know, a college athletics podcast? Or just trying to figure out what the subject was. And we said, you know, we're we're driving to the Final Four. Why don't we make it about the Shockers? And, uh, you know, and James can pop in here. I, I think it's kind of funny. When we first started, we really didn't know uh, what exactly we were getting onto. And so James would bring over his uh, Mac computer, and we'd sit there at my kitchen counter, and he'd just push record, and we would just kind of talk back and forth. And the first couple of shows maybe had, I don't know, 20 or 25 people that would listen to it. Most of them were probably our friends and our family. Uh, and, and then we got the idea to start bringing on guests. And, and this is all happening in the, the first season of the show. We just finished our third season. 
just a few weeks ago with the NCAA tournament and uh, brought on Paul Solentrop, the Shocker beat writer from the Wichita Eagle. That led to bringing on Mike Kennedy, the voice of the Shockers. And then before you know it, we started to reach out to some more uh, national names. So we had on Jay Billis from ESPN. We had on Clark Kellogg. We had on Seth Greenberg on the show when ESPN College Game Day came to Wichita for that game between Northern Iowa and Wichita State two years ago. So it's really just kind of blown up. Uh, It was the second year of the show that we decided we wanted to do more previews of the Shocker opponents. So we started bringing on the beat writers of all the Valley schools as well as most of the non-conference opponents. And it's really turned into something pretty special. We did a live show uh, uh, two years ago, and we had a fan of Utah. It was just after the Shockers had uh, got done playing in Salt Lake City, Utah. And one of the Utah fans actually called into the show. So it's not uh, not just something that I think Shocker fans can enjoy, but really all basketball fans can, can listen to and at least glean something from. Yeah, a lot of that. I got credit to Dustin because, you know, it's like you said, we started just recording on a MacBook Pro with no real direction, and then he uh, knew Paul Solentrop, the Shocker beat writer for the Wichita Eagles, so he called, you know, emailed him. He came on. Mike Kennedy, and then I think somehow he knew Coach Jans, who was an assistant at the time, and he came on. And then all of a sudden it became kind of like a competition, almost who can book the best guest. <laughs> and that's when uh, I sent him, what was I sent a message on his website. I just left a comment on Jay Billis' website, and he came on. So after that it was just like, all right, let's email all these national guests and tell them we've had on Jay Billis, and then we'll they think – we might trick them into thinking we're a legitimate organization. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it got rolling. I credit all that to Dustin just because I would have never really thought about having on a guest, but people loved hearing from these people talk about the Shockers because you know how ESPN is. They'll cover maybe the highlights, and then sometimes they might have a talking head go on for one-minute tops. So getting these guys on to talk about the Shockers for – even 10 minutes was uh, pretty appealing to, I think, most of our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, we all know the story of what the, the Shockers have done over the last few years, and it's a great story to be told. Um, we've, we've tried to do our part here in the conference office to do that, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to know how much preparation goes into uh, doing your show. And you guys, are you, are you researching a lot? Are you pretty much wanting to ask these questions that, as fans, you guys want to just – get into their minds and know what they know about the team? You know, I'd say there's at least probably an hour, if not several hours, that go into the preparation for the show. Um, James and I will switch off each week uh, which person we, I guess you would call them our key guest, uh, who interviews that person, and then the other uh, co-host will interview the beat writer for that week. So, um, you know, especially we've had on Coach Marshall each year, and when we have those higher profile names on the show. I think, you know, there'll be a little more research that goes into that. But with with each year, and as I mentioned, we just finished our third year, we've tried to improve the product as much as possible. We brought on a producer this past year. His name's Josh Duncan, and he's an audio engineer, and he really improved the quality of the show. You know, when we first started out, as I mentioned, we were were doing the MacBook computer, and then we kind of upgraded to some microphones, and then before you know it, we had a soundboard, and and now we almost have a, a you know an entire studio yeah. uh, of worth of equipment there. So we've tried to make upgrades that way. 
Um, I will say your website, uh, NBCSports.com, comes in very handy and, and the weekly men's basketball notebook that you put out. We try and get a lot of stats from there. Also, uh, the work that the Shocker Athletic Department does at GoShockers.com. Brian Holmgren and his folks, they, they do a good job. So, uh, you know, we, we try and put as much effort into it as we can. Sometimes we'll put a message out to the fans or to our listeners and see what they want to hear. So uh, there's different Shocker blogs and on Twitter and different things. We'll say, hey, you know, this is going to be the guest for this week. What would you like us to ask them? Sure. And then there's other unique opportunities like when we have Coach Marshall on. But we always interview him the week in between the Valley Tournament and the NCAA Tournament. And by that point in the season, I think he's been asked about every potential question yeah. he could <laughs> about his team. And so we always just try and come up with some quirky things. I think this past year we asked him uh, what his favorite movie was and uh, what his golf handicap is and uh, what's on his bucket list as far as sporting events and different things like that. So just trying to get him to loosen up a little bit and, and give the fans uh, a side of coach that they might not have seen before. Yeah, and I, I think that's one thing I've learned when getting to know some of our coaches and student athletes throughout the entire league is that sometimes it's nice. It's a nice change of pace to get those questions that aren't always, you know, nuts and bolts about the sport they coach or that they play. Um, getting to humanize some of the coaches and student athletes and knowing, you know, what makes them tick and what they do in their free time. I think the general public appreciates that too, because I mean, after all, we're we're all human. I, I'm pretty sure we all, especially the folks that have families, they're not thinking about you know work all the time. And it's it's nice to learn learn about what interests they have and, and things they like to do in their downtime. Um, you guys brought up the fact that you brought on a an engineer and you've sort of upgraded your product and and done things like that. I'm quickly learning that myself and I'm just doing something where I'm, you know, I, you know, track down some folks and, you know, thankfully in the position I have can track down some significant people that have some, some great insight. Uh, but the quality of the sound and people appreciate if your, your, if your product sounds good, makes them want to listen. Um, what, what's the next step for you guys? Is there a, uh, potentially the thought that, that you guys would do more live or, uh, are you guys getting any traction doing something, you know, that would take it to potentially a, a radio station or something like that? What's anything in the future for you guys? Well, a year ago, I guess it would be two years now, the beginning of last season, uh, you know, KGSO in Wichita, they contacted me to help them do Shocker Sound Off with them. And then this year, Dustin and I uh, both were on – Shocker Sound Off and KGSO doing a little bit of just kind of five-minute spots for them. Um, we've talked to a couple radio stations about doing something with them. Nothing's really come out of it yet. Uh, apparently, we're not that good. We think we're really good, <laughs> but apparently we're not that good. They bring us down to reality a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a hope. We would love to do a radio show once a week or even a daily show and then – once in a while or once a week, we still do the talk angry thing, but and it, 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 oh, it, I was just going to say go one ahead. thing that uh, I've learned from the podcast is it's such a unique audience. Yeah. So when we first started out, we thought, you know, it'd be mainly folks in Wichita or in South Central Kansas that would be listening to the show. But the majority of our listeners actually come from outside the state of Kansas. We have uh, folks we've talked to who live as far west as California. We have folks we've talked to who live as far east as Carolina. 
and just about everywhere in between. So, uh, you know, the folks who live in Wichita, there's certain sports radio shows here in town that will cover the Shockers, maybe not for an hour, maybe not the in-depth uh, nature that, that we'll get into the team. But, you know, if you're someone living in Wichita, you, you can find information about the Shockers. Where a lot of our listeners have said they enjoyed us is the folks who maybe have graduated from Wichita State or they're just Shocker fans who are living across the country. I was going to say, that's got to, you know, make you guys feel good because pretty much, I mean, you guys are you guys are fans and I'm sure, I'm sure the other fans appreciate your perspective because they may share some of the same ideas. Um, and like I said, I've listened to your show before and uh, it's, it's unique. Um, but, and I, I, I really think that the, the way you guys can ask questions and just, you know, a different flow, a different style. Um, it's got to make the guests, you know, think, Oh, that's a little different interview. You ever, you ever gotten feedback from the guests and saying, you know, you guys presented it a little different way and it's, it's a refreshing thought. What's funny is a lot of times we'll have to cut the interview short because kind of similar to this, you, you're just talking yeah. and it, it's not, yeah. you know, a, a national reporter or anything like that. It's just the fans and you kind of get into having a nice conversation. I think we could talk to Mark Adams about the Valley for about an hour each time we have him on the show. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we cut it short for the purposes of, of trying to keep our show right at an hour. So sure. a lot of times, We'll end the interview, and then we'll, we'll continue talking for another five, ten minutes uh, with the folks, uh, especially during NCAA tournament time when you're facing an opponent that uh, the other uh, beat writer might not be familiar with. We, we've actually provided them with insight into the Shockers before. I remember uh, yeah. the Shockers played in the first four versus Vanderbilt this past year, and when I was doing the interview with the Vanderbilt beat writer, he actually said, you know, offline, can I take some time to talk to you about what, what your thoughts are on the Shockers? Because it was such a quick turnaround from selection Sunday to playing that very next Tuesday. Uh, so so we've actually been a resource for, for other teams and other teams' fans out there as well. Yeah, I remember one beat writer actually asked us early in the season, uh, so do you guys think Fred's going to play before we get this going? Is Fred playing in this game or not? Because if you guys ask me what my prediction is, it's very important for me to know if Fred Van Vliet is going to play or not, and I don't want to sound like an idiot if he's not going to play. So, uh, yeah, we do that for them, and but them coming on for us is yeah. really important because, you know, especially NCAA tournament, the Valley, I think, Dustin and I at this point can handle to a point because we know the teams. Sure. But when they played Miami – in the NCAA tournament, I knew Angel Rodriguez, and that was about it. Yeah. And that's only because Angel played at K-State, and he's a Kansas guy. So, um, yeah, so getting a beat writer from Miami was a big, kind of a big deal for us. Yeah. So now i got to ask you guys, so the, the careers of Ron Baker and Fred Van Vliet have come to an end, and it's been so enjoyable. You guys talked about the Final Four. I got, I got the chance to go to the Final Four in 13 as well. Um, first in my life, I went to a Final Four, uh, being a huge college b- basketball just fan in general that I am. Uh, and it was such a great ride. I mean, you guys know as well as I do what they've done for the league, for Wichita State, uh, for that program down there. It's just been tremendous. And Shocker basketball is not the same anymore. You guys, I'm pretty sure there's an expectation of winning now. There's a culture that's been built there uh, because of those two guys and what they've done. When you two look back, two questions for the both of you. For the both of you, 
what sort of uh, if you can summarize your thoughts of of what soccer basketball has been like in the last four years, and also anything that sticks out in your mind, uh, some of like one of your favorite memories or favorite moments uh, over the last four years of Wichita State basketball. Uh, I would say that the past four years have been amazing. Uh, there's really no other way to put it, amazing, because, you know, Dustin and I were both 27. I think you're 27 now. And we grew up in the 90s. And 90s Wichita State basketball was not on the map whatsoever. And growing up, you know, at eight years old, I had no idea that Wichita State was a Division One school. And because I based everything off of college basketball. So they weren't playing all these teams. So I had no idea what league they were even in. Um, and then Coach Turgeon came in and kind of changed things. And he created, I would say, an expectation of NIT. And NIT is fun and NCAA tournament every once in a while. But with Coach Marshall, it's like NCAA tournament or bust. And now fans have gotten to the point where it's Final Four or bust. Uh the expectations here have risen so much that it's so much more fun to cover the team. And, uh, you know, like I said, the one word I could use is amazing. James used amazing. I I would have to go with unbelievable. I mean, sometimes as a fan, you have to kind of pitch yourself to the experiences that we've had over these past few years. I've had the chance to travel with the team to the NCAA tournament every year, except this past year. So uh, going to the final four, in 2013, followed up by the undefeated season and, and ending up losing to Kentucky in St. Louis. The following year, going to Omaha and taking down KU, advancing to the Sweet 16. And then this past year, even though it, it ended in the round of 32 because they took down Vanderbilt and then took down Arizona, it still felt like it was a quality NCAA tournament experience. And maybe had they not played in that first four we might have seen them in the second weekend again in the Sweet 16. It's just been uh, unbelievable. You know, I have to give uh, a Valley foe a little credit. Northern Iowa this past year when they came into Coke Arena and beat the Shockers, it was, it was almost like I forgot what walking out of that building after a loss even felt like. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't talk to anyone the rest of the day. It was, was kind of uh, – you just had a, a personal moment to myself. But uh, – uh, just the fact that those losses uh, have happened so far and few between uh, just makes you respect uh, not only what Fred and Ron have done, but Evan uh, and, and as well as Coach Marshall and, and just everyone associated with the Shocker program. It's been one heck of a run. It's been a run that I'm not quite ready to, to give up on, so hopefully we'll see uh, some good Shocker basketball here in the years to come. Yeah, and I forgot about the second question. You asked a, a moment that sticks out. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of moments. I was going to say, there's, there's probably tons there. Yeah, usually on the podcast we ask this type of question, and I will usually run off about ten moments, and then I'll leave zero moments for Dustin. He'll have to recycle <laughs> one of the ten I named. But honestly, uh, I would have to say beating in – Uh, Indiana State in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament because they were the first team in so long to have an undefeated uh, season going. I think at that point they would have been 34-0, and after the NCAA Tournament they were 35-1. So uh, I would say being there for a historical moment like that is probably the moment I would pick. 
And as a lot of Valley fans know, the Shockers uh, have not necessarily had the most success in St. Louis. So oh, yeah. That was our one good year that we could uh, make the drive down I-70 and I-35 and, and be a little happy. Um, uh, you know, most people will probably see this coming. I'm going to go with the win over KU just because, you know, we yeah. kind of had that little brother complex for so long. And, and, and it's no disrespect to the KU program, obviously one of the probably the top five college basketball programs of all time. But, you know, you've just been hearing your entire life how good KU is and how Wichita State would never even have the opportunity to be on the same floor as those guys. And to be there in person and to kind of walk out and, and see, the looks on, uh, see the looks of joy on the Wichita State fans' faces and then also – uh, kind of the agony of defeat uh, for the KU fans was, uh, you know, I think I could have flew home from Omaha that night and, instead of driving. I, I was so happy. So that that's probably my best memory. And by the way, I was being nice. I, I really wanted to pick that moment, but I had a feeling Dustin was So I went for history with the 34-0. And Dustin, by flew home, you mean flew home without a plane too, right? Absolutely, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, before I ask you guys about next year and what you guys uh, saw in the team and the players that are returning, I, I want to go back even beyond this, this past year, but the year prior, uh, in, in the conference office, we really looked forward to those two matchups with Northern Iowa, two teams ranked, uh, that doesn't happen very often in the Valley. I mean, we, we all know that. And we had two teams ranked going head to head on each other's floor, um, Wichita State got the win on their floor. Northern Iowa got the win on their floor. But those were two of the games that, I mean, so much national attention. That's what brought game day to Wichita, as we all know. Um, when you when you right. guys see that that level of the competition, you're kind of like, man, there's a quality team coming in and the national spotlight. You know, these are games that are on ESPN and ESPN2. Um, what, what, what's just sort of, sort of your reaction when, you, when those two games are coming up and, and after those two games? Well, I think now as a fan, as soon as the schedule comes out every year, that's the game you look for in your circle and you say this is the one that, that's going to be the toughest test. You know, Northern Iowa, to their credit, beat Wichita State two out of three times this past year. And then, as you mentioned, uh, the two teams uh, uh, went, uh, split against each other on, on the home courts uh, last year. Um, you know, a few years ago it was that, well, actually, I, I'm going to date myself a little bit. I used to get excited for the Southern Illinois games. Yeah back in the day, and, and then uh, Wichita State and Creighton, uh, that, that was the game that, that you circled, and now it's Northern Iowa. So I, I think Coach Jacobson has a, a great program. Uh, you know, obviously it was a, a tough loss for them in the NCAA tournament, but they're a team that, you know, has just about had just as much success as Wichita State has from a, from a lens perspective in advancing in the NCAA tournament these past few years, and, and they have plenty of good moments to lean back on as well. So... Uh, you know, it gets you excited. I, I think there's always a little bit of a buzz inside the arena. Most of the fans will get there, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes before the game starts and get in their seats and, you know, give tackle the players a little bit when they come out, let them know that it's going to be a tough day uh, to, to be a Panther. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's a good experience. Yeah. Uh, Coach <laughs> Jacobson is one of the best coaches in all of the NCAA, in my opinion. And honestly, the reason I love those games is because of Wes Washburn. Other than me being a homer and picking someone off a Wichita State team, Wes Washburn had the the funnest Northern Iowa Panther to watch the past few years. 
Uh, I know Seth Tuttle and how good he was for that team, but, uh, you know, he was kind of a, you know, he just wasn't flashy. West Washburn was so fun to watch and so athletic, and he could create his own shot off the dribble. He could shoot. He could do whatever. The Washburn was always fun to watch go against the Shockers, especially going up against the likes of Fred Van Fleet. So, uh, yeah, Northern Iowa is easily the team that you look forward to playing each year. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. We're real rusty. I'm sorry. I'm a real rusty. We haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. It's all right. It's all right. You, you, the matchup with Fred and and Wes was definitely one of the fun to fun ones to watch. You guys talked about date yourself. I go back to probably my first time watching a, val- a Valley basketball game is about the nineteen ninety seven or ninety eight year. So uh, we all know that guard play is is important in a league like ours, uh, especially when they're seniors and things like that. So seeing those two uh, battle on the court the last couple of years has been extremely fun. Um, but those two are, those two guys are gone. Ron Baker, Fred Van Vliet are gone. Evan Evan is gone. What's uh, what's the future look like for Shocker basketball? I know I know you guys probably know him more than I do. You, I'm pretty sure you two probably watch as much Shocker basketball as I do, if not more, because you're there in person. But thankfully for TV and ESPN three, I can see just about anything and everything. Uh, what what's the future look like for this team uh, next year? Well, I think a lot of people forget in 2013 when the Shockers went to the Final Four, Ron Baker was injured for most of that year, and Fred Van Fleet was the backup point guard to Malcolm Armstead. Now, both Ron and Fred did come on in the NCAA tournament and and had some unforgettable shots, but uh, I think Coach Marshall has done a very good job since he first got here of always reloading. Uh, In 2012, the team lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament to VCU, but that is, that was a real solid team that had Ture Murray, Garrett Stutz, uh, Joe Ragland, David Kyle. So there, it, it's kind of gone in, in waves here uh, with the Shockers. Looking ahead to next year, they have uh, five new players that are joining the program, as well as uh, Peyton Allen, uh, who's a transfer from Texas A&M, who's been sitting out this past year. You know, I'm interested to see how they play without Fred and Ron. I think a lot of people have been worried about uh, when this point in time comes. But if we look on the flip side, maybe a lot of these younger players had been deferring to Ron and Fred over the past year or two years, however long they've been in the program. And this will provide them with an opportunity to go out and, and really show what they're made of. You have a player like Marcus McDuffie, who is the freshman of the year in the Valley. I think he's the next one on my list of folks that I think could be a Valley player of the year who wears a Shocker uniform. Uh, Zach Brown, uh, junior guard from Houston, uh, he's been uh, compared to Tekel Cotton in the past for his ability to play defense. Shaquille Morris, when we had Coach Marshall on earlier in the season, he said that Shaquille Morris, in his opinion, was the most improved player on this Shocker team uh, this past year. And, and Shaquille will actually kind of be the leader of the team next year. They'll have no seniors uh, whatsoever outside of uh, two uh, walk-on uh, seniors. So it'll be a younger team, uh, still one that, that has some NCAA tournament experience and has some big game experience. Yeah, it's really interesting because we do like asking the coaches, not most valuable players, stuff like that, but most improved and well, we asked Coach Marshall, he said Shaq. But then a few podcasts later, two podcasts later, we had on Coach Hire, and we asked him, who do you think will make the biggest jump to next season? Um, who will be the most improved by next year? And 
he said Shaquille Morris, which was interesting because Coach just said Shaq was the most improved from this season. So uh, I don't think there's any lack of talent, even with Ron and Fred and Evan and even Anton Grady, Bush, Wamakota leaving. Uh, I think it just will take a little bit of time. It, it almost feels like that Kentucky aspect, where every year Kentucky has brand-new freshmen, and it takes them a little while to get rolling, but they're really talented. This year, the Shockers will have a lot of talented players, not all freshmen, but a lot of talented players who have been deferring to Ryan Fred, who will be able to come on and be their own player. Uh, and I think they're going to be really good. You right got... off the top, that's... yeah, right off the top, not to mention Barkett McDuffie. Yeah. And that kid, you can just tell with his athleticism, he's going to be a star for Wichita State. And he has a chance of being better than Clee Anthony early was. So uh, he has a little more time with Greg Marshall, a little more time in the program where Clee Anthony early only had two years in the program. So uh, who knows what they can do next season, but it'll be a lot. It, it's almost funner to watch this coming season because you don't know. There's that kind of fear and uh, just what's going to happen aspect of it. So without Fred and Ron, the stability isn't there, but Greg Marshall is all the stability you really need when you have a team. Yeah, that... We wouldn't be able to find out early in the season how how things will go. They, they play in the Battle for Atlantis down in the Bahamas. Uh, they have a road matchup with Colorado State in the Missouri Valley Mountain West Challenge, and then they go to uh, Oklahoma City, and they play Oklahoma on technically a neutral court. They're going to be playing at Chesapeake Energy Arena, which is the home to the NBA's Oklahoma City Thunder. So uh, definitely uh, some good non-conference matchups very early in the year. And then, you know, I, I don't know if this is what your next question was going to be, but I think the Valley as a whole uh, had some uncertainty, but also some very promising programs next year that uh, might be on the rise that might make it a tougher year for the Shockers to, uh, to continue to, to have their dominance. It wasn't going to be my next question, but you did a good job – setting it up and going right to it for me <laughs> in the podcast world we call that a, a segue yeah <laughs> absolutely i was going to say this this might just be called the talk angry nbc insider podcast i don't know you guys just sort of you sound like you know what you're talking about i'll give you that <laughs> i just yeah i just try to appear to sound like i'm talking about are you are you guys often guests on other people's podcasts you are you just busy concentrating on your own thing uh, James did the uh, shocker sound off here in town, and and uh, and uh, now obviously that was focused on the the shockers. But no, I I don't believe we have not done that. We we do talk to beat writers, and every once in a while we'll talk to some uh, opposing uh, team blogs and fans and, and stuff like that. But just uh, just been talking angry so far. Nice. Well, you guys, like I said, you guys do an awesome job, and keep up the great work. You guys are. Uh... Uh, are doing something that I'm like I said I'm, I'm I appreciate the work you guys do and the effort and it's a, it's enjoyable to watch and informative at the same to listen I said watch I don't know why I said watch uh, it's a, but it's it's informative at the same time and uh, I appreciate what you guys do on a weekly basis so uh, keep up the good work and uh, if you ever need me just let me know not that I got much to oh. add besides social media stuff <laughs> I I think I remember uh, reaching out to you to have Commissioner Elgin on in the past and. You said you only schedule your own interviews, so only charge <laughs> your calendar. So, no, but we appreciate everything you all do at the Valley. And like I said, the, the, the Valley website and, and the weekly men's basketball notebook has uh, been a fantastic resource for us as we 
try and put together our show. Be there for every crack of the bat, game-saving catch, final out, and the crowning of a champion. Don't miss the 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Baseball Championship, May 25th through 28th at Bob Warren Field in Terre Haute, Indiana. Presented by Via Media and the Terre Haute Tribune Star. For tickets, call 812-237-3737. 812-237-3737. Or go sycamores.com.